0: the following production is brought to you by the Talkin' buds leave show
1: when you're in this podcast game long enough you're gonna have instances where Things just don't go your way and you're caught off guard by things that happen. And you and I recorded a really great episode earlier that will live on in infamy in the Talkin' Buds archives as the episode that nobody heard because not 40 minutes after we wrapped up recording of that episode... Kyle Dubas makes another huge deal. We literally sat here for like 30 minutes and talked about, you know, they could use another depth piece on defense. They could use another depth forward. We were saying maybe they should prioritize the forward and forget about the defense. Well, Kyle Dubas was way ahead of us on this one, Ryan. Let me tell you. First and foremost, I should acknowledge, I haven't even acknowledged yet because I did so in the unheard episode that this is a rare remote episode for the talking buds leave show ryan is feeling under the weather as you'll soon hear when he starts talking
0: yeah i um i i can't stand virtual podcasting but sometimes you just gotta keep everybody safe and stay home even though it's not the vid yeah it's just a little cold but sometimes you gotta stay home keep everybody safe
1: it actually ended up working out like, the fact that we have to jump on and re-record this, like, you didn't have to turn around and come back to my house. We didn't have to do any of that stuff. So, it actually, of all days to do a remote episode, today is the day. So, let's get into it, shall, shall we? The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired defenseman Jake McCabe and forward Sam Lafferty, and two conditional fifth-round picks from the Chicago Blackhawks. Going the other way... Uh, is forward Joey Anderson, forward Pavel Gogolev, who I didn't even know was in the Maple Leafs organization, a conditional 2025 first-round pick, which is lottery-protected, a 2026 second-round pick, and a 2026 second-round pick, and that's it. So your initial reaction
0: to this deal? Was not expecting it today. Let's. No. Uh, that's number one. Was not expecting a trade to come today, hence recording a podcast mid-afternoon, getting geared up for maybe a last-minute deal on trade deadline day. Um, you know what? It's just um, it's Kyle Dubas saying, "I got to win around. Yeah. I got to go deep. This is it. This is my Alex Anthopoulos 2015, and I I got to go all in. I got to give this team the best chance to win." around and, and potentially win a Stanley cup or multiple rounds, but I got to get everything I can get to beat the Tampa Bay lightning in the first round of this year's playoffs. That's, that's what I see with this.
1: Um, Jake McCabe is a guy that a lot of the, uh, uh, leaf Twitter, crowd has been on for a long time as a guy that they should target he's a guy that's played top four minutes for the blackhawks i know the blackhawks are a terrible team but i'm seeing people projecting him in the top four already like pairing him with a riley pairing him with uh a giordano something like that in the in the top four like you're your thoughts on that? Like, oh, we're not going to sit here and, and profess to be experts on, yeah, exactly. on Jake McCabe.
0: That 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 was what the the deal with this trade was. When they got O'Reilly, when they got Achari, those were two guys you were like familiar with because you watched O'Reilly go on the run in 2019. You know him from playing in the league for so long and being a prominent player. You know Achari from watching him play with the Bruins and with the Panthers. Um, I know McCabe played with the the, the Sabers, so I you think I would know him. But yeah, I just I haven't really paid attention to either of these guys playing hockey for a prolonged period of time. So it was hard for me to have like a take right off the bat. So I relied on leave Twitter. The greatest thing ever to catch me up to speed. And just the number one thing that, that stands out is he's a plus player on an all time bad hockey team. Yeah. All time bad. And you look at the hit totals. I'm pretty sure like him and Lafferty put together is more than, nine players on the Leafs combined in hit totals and it, so
1: that's one thing that stood out to me if you look at if you're gonna um group these guys in with O'Reilly and Achari these are four guys who play a physical style of hockey
0: yeah I know and so like when I hear that when I hear two guys coming in one a defenseman who's not gonna be in the earlier pod that no one will ever hear I I said that there's no point in going to add another Connor Timmins, but they they did, they did went out and upped, they got one better. Like yeah. they, they actually got a guy who can play in the top six and notch one of those guys out, notch hole out, notch Sandine out. And if you're going to go get a defenseman, don't get another Jordy Ben, actually get a guy who has a chance to play with Morgan Riley, play with Timothy Lilligren, even though Lilligren and Ger- Giordano look good, but to actually step in and just immediately knock another guy out. Like that that's that that
1: that's a big deal. This is really exciting, man. Like this is like this is Kyle Dubas pushing his chips in the middle. That's an analogy that's being used a lot that I've used a lot, but that's what's happening. Like you how you have to be excited w- with seeing this today just simply because he's going for it. Like they're going for it. They know like we have to win this round. And I'm going to Put my stake in the ground right now. I'm going to proclaim it's time to give Kyle Dubas a a contract extension. Resign Kyle Dubas right now. This guy has given, you cannot, if they go out and they lose, okay? how, How can you blame him? He has given this core group. Look at, look at their team now, as opposed to how it looked two weeks ago. Alex, where Alex Kerfoot's off the team. Justin Hole is off the team.
0: Yeah. That that's, that, that kind of leads into when all these guys coming in. um, What are those guys kind of like with Matt Murray's not an LTIR for a long time? It's you look, you're looking at Hole, you're looking at Kerfoot. And you're going. What? Where's? What's the deal with the? With the? I'm buddy looking at here?
1: a guy like Sandine too. I think Erasmus Sandine is a guy that they could potentially look to move out as well. I. I. Yeah. I mean, unless they're shutting Matt Murray down until the playoffs, which I don't know if that makes a ton of sense. Because if you if the wouldn't you want to get him in for a couple of games before just throwing them out there potentially in the playoffs, or you're just gonna say. We're just going to ride Samson off. And if Murray has to go in cold, he's got to go in cold. But like, if you're not shutting Matt Murray down, then yeah, you got to get rid of Alex Kerfoot.
0: Yeah. You got to get rid of somebody. Mm -hmm. Cause um, I, I, I don't know, Matt, I don't know what's going on with Matt Murray. I I can't even give an opinion on it because it's just laughable. It's like, well, this guy's literally just has lived up to what everybody said. He is just a disappointment. And not because of his play, because he's just not on the ice. Yes. Like, what, what is this guy doing? Like, he got hit in, like, the collarbone with a shot, and now he's just gone. Like, wh- where with is an, he? With an what is he doing?
1: With an yeah, ankle. like,
0: well, what's going on? I don't know. I can't well, even begin the, to speculate what's going on with Matt Murray. I, I have no. no idea.
1: And time will tell on that. But I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm dying on this hill. It's time, it's time to give Kyle Dubas a, a contract extension. It is. I'm sorry well, it is
0: here. Here's what I like about this deadline and add in and adding additional pieces. Like usually it's just go out, get the one guy. It, it's so tough. I think to turn around an entire culture with just one player. Like, it, like you can't just bring in Nick Felino and expect the culture to change just based off one guy's play. But now you've added four guys who are all from the same mold. And it's so much easier to turn around a team mentality when there's when you're looking around and you can see other people like you, you're not the only one being like, I'm not going to get in there and get my ass kicked. Cause no one's there to have my back. Now you have four guys, not that O'Reilly's the toughest guy I've ever seen, but three bottoms, two bottom six guys and a defenseman who are, who are tough players. And now they can look around the room and be like, there's people like me in here. Now, now I could actually play physical and feel comfortable that someone's going to have my back. And by doing it by committee, To change a culture is way more effective than just bringing in one guy and expecting it to change based off just one guy.
1: Getting a guy like Jake McCabe, 50% retained, so a $2 million cap hit, on the Leafs uh, salary cap and to have him through the rest of this season, the 23, 24 season and the 24, 25 season is some pretty damn good work. And Sam Lafferty as well. They've got him through next year. I was listening to um, Kyle Dubas speak to the media before you and I jumped on. And he was just saying what they like about Lafferty is that he's like a Swiss army knife. Like you can plug him in anywhere. And he's a bottom six player, big guy. You said it when we were talking with Nick Richard a few weeks ago. That anytime you see anyone on the Leaf roster that has a six, their height starts with a six. That that peaks your interest. And so, yeah, of course, yeah, he's a guy you plug in. You could plug in maybe on the third line as a shutdown piece. You could plug in on the fourth line with a Chari. Like I just think I, I, I'm I'm really 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 excited about this man. To me, this this is just like we're going for it here. And listen, they might. The, the competition in the Eastern Conference is so insane that all these moves don't guarantee a first round win. But at least they're saying we're really, really, really going to try and make that happen this year.
0: Yeah, which is I mean, I know you're really excited right now about Dubas. And it's just I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be it's you add all these guys and it still might not work at the end of the day. So, but,
1: but they're going for it though. right? I know they're going for it. They're trying. Well, he has to
0: like, there's no, there's no other option for this guy because right now it just seems like if it doesn't work, he's gone. So why wouldn't he go for it?
1: I think it's uh, honestly, I think that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm public. I think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The guys, the guy has surrounded it. If they don't win, it is entirely on every guy in that dressing room. Not the guy sitting upstairs.
0: I I just don't I it, the thing I I see this season at the deadline is he's finally realized what he has had it just isn't good enough yes it it, it kind of took him a, too long to realize that if I had to, if I did give a knock against them it's just it took you this long to realize that Pierre Engvall sucks like it took <laughs> you this long to realize that you needed to add more guys for a, a playoff style hockey. Series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, it just, it took you this long. Like, this is well, why he's I going think, out getting so many but, different, he's not getting one piece, he's getting multiple pieces because he, it's like he can finally see what others have seen that what they had on their bottom six just wasn't good enough. Yeah. They, they are and so much better right now than they were at the start weeks of the season. Like Even, it's, it's, even it's two ridiculous. weeks ago, man.
1: Two weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about you. Literally sat here and we did a, a comparison of the Lightning bottom six versus the Leaf bottom six, and we were like, "It's not even close. It's not even close." That that has completely changed. That's totally changed.
0: And then and then the Lightning go out and get a guy, and then all of a sudden, just boom! But
1: yes, leaves got two guys. Well, that was the topic of our of our. Um, forgotten episode was the the eastern conference arms race and the bruins the devils the lightning and all these teams loading up on guys and dubas said um during his press conference a few minutes ago that he he was asked about you know just the eastern conference in general and how it is it's it's crazy man like all these teams are stacked and he was just like i don't think that's the worst thing for our team which i thought was a really interesting comment
0: yeah, I think I, I think I mean, obviously, what's happening in the East impacts the Leafs, but th- it's just about beating one hockey team, man. Like you get like all these pieces to me is just because it really is if you look at it, Tampa Bay has won the Eastern Conference every single season for the past four seasons. Yeah, like, you know, they are the Eastern Conference. I don't care if the Rangers are going to get Tarasenko. I don't care about that. The Leafs are playing the class of the Eastern conference round one. The devils can go at whoever they want to me, They are playing the best team in their conference round one. I don't care how good the Bruins are. This is the class of the East. So every single move that Kyle is making is just to, to tactically beat the Tampa Bay lightning. What, what can I add that we didn't have last year that we could have needed to beat that team? I don't care what the Rangers are doing. I really don't.
1: Yeah, it's well that's this comes back to what you and I have been talking about of of if they win a round it's like that's what it's about. It's about winning but the it's round. It's, it's about. not about winning a cup. It's not about going on a deep run. It's about breaking through the ceiling, getting the monkey off the back, whatever analogy you want to use. That's what it's about. Winning that first round. Period.
0: End of discussion. And the 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 two best teams, the Eastern conference has just been the Bruins in the lightning since 2018. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure that the, the Bruins went to the cup final in 19. And then Tampa has been to the cup final every year. Other than that. Yeah. So it's like, screw the Rangers, screw the devils. I don't care what they're doing. We we, we just got to make all our moves to make sure that we're ready to beat Tampa Bay around one. And then we'll worry about the rest later. I, I, whatever. Who cares about the other teams?
1: Who Who's out? Is it Alex Kerfoot? Is it Rasmus Sandine? Is it like cause if you look at the the forward, the bottom six, and you look at the defense pairings, obviously, to me, it let's start with the defense. I think Justin Hole is is up in the press box as of now, but nobody's gonna take Justin Hole in a deal. So you've got to move out some salary for for potentially nothing. Because if you're gonna trade Alex Kerfoot somewhere. You're getting almost nothing back for him. But yeah, you need his cap off your books.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think I see I think Sandine's more in the doghouse than Hole is. I think for some reason I just get the vibe that this organization just really likes Justin Hole as a guy and a hockey player for some reason. And I think they're it seems I think Sandine comes out of the lineup. If you're if you're talking game one, like again, like for the rest of the regular season, you just play around, and see what happens. But I think for game one, uh, I I could see Sandine in the press box. Um, and then the in the bottom six, I I don't know, I I don't know. Like Ass and Reese is always kind of like he's nothing special, but he's also laying the body. Uh, I know they love Kerfoot speed, they love Kerfoot on the penalty kill. So I I don't know what they're gonna do with the forwards. I have no idea. I think I think Kerfoot is the odd man out here. They love. That. I don't know. Like it seems like they just like they love, love him in the they lineup. They love Ingval
1: too. You could say Pierre Ingval. They love Ingval too. They love him. I think they like Alex
0: Kerfoot more than they like Pierre Ingval. Uh, like I, 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 like it's just like you know like I, but like again it's like who who are we debating here? A bunch of guys who have uh, like uh, one upside and then. Like Kerfoot plays on the penalty kill, but he can't score. Engvall is a better four checker. Like, it's just like, it's just, you you just pick what style of player you want in the lineup. Like, do you want the hitter? Do you want the four checker? Do you want the penalty killer? And it's up to Sheldon Keefe to make that decision on who's going to be in the press box.
1: Yeah. Time will tell on that one. That's another super exciting thing too, is to see what Sheldon Keefe is, is going to do here. One thing from our, our um, last episode, that I wanted to resurrect because I wanted people to hear it was just our take on this John Tavares on left wing situation. Like there's a lot yeah. of talk after acquiring oh, yeah. O'Reilly that, you know, it's a, it's insulting to John Tavares Ooh. to move him over to the Ooh. left wing. Yeah. It's,
0: Crying. it's it's
1: it's gotta be hard on him. And I could not disagree more. This guy has never looked happier playing on the left wing. Oh, than he yeah. does. All
0: we talk about is how this guy's just a consummate professional. You don't think he's like, you don't think they sit him down being like, you know, we're just going to move you to the wing, see what happens with O'Reilly. like What is he like? What is he going to cry? No, he's John Tavares. He's literally the consummate professional. That's why he is the captain. And take the pressure off him from playing the center ice position. Not that he necessarily needs it, but let over like to me, Tavares is a better offensive player than Ryan O'Reilly. And Ryan O'Reilly is a better defensive player than John Tavares. Would mm. I just mix that up? Did I say offense? Whatever. You know what I mean? But yes. uh so let John go to the wing and worry about getting his cookies, going up and down the wing, and let Ryan O'Reilly get back and be the be the man below the goal line in the D zone. Like it makes all the sense of the world to me. And then guess what? If you're if you decide to put Ryan O'Reilly on the third line center, then you just move it all back.
1: Yeah, and now you bring in a guy like Sam Lafferty who just adds to your to your depth. He's more of a role guy, though, for me. Like he I, I don't know how much offense you're looking for, Four from Sam no, he, Lafferty. He, he
0: just fits in the in the tough to play against category. Yes. Yes. Just the the, the amount of hits added to their lineup has just increased dramatically.
1: Yes. Like difficult him, to play against Achari,
0: McCabe. Those are three guys you just added to your lineup and block shots too. Yeah. Were like it's just that's just instantly gotten better, which is what everyone always talks about. Playoff hockey. There you
1: go. Do you feel more confident that this will help put them over the I still get a little nervous about the goaltending? I think oh, yeah. Samsonov has been really good and we talked earlier about Murray being such a question mark. If there's anything that I think could potentially let them down that I that does concern me a little bit come April. It's the goaltending. But if you're looking at uh, forward and defense, I think if you're going to stack those two rosters up at the time of this current recording, I think there's no reason why the Leafs can't beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at their roster last playoff, it's dramatically better right now. Yeah, They were only one goal away. So you're just hoping that adding all these guys have just helped you. You were literally, you're one goal away. That's it. And you were in Game Six. You were a couple high-sticking penalties away from ending that in six. So it's just all these additions. Just is it enough to just get that? It just no matter what they go to that last game and they find a way to lose, whether it's by a one goal, by three goals. It doesn't matter. It's just can has all these additions. Just are they going to get
1: over the hump in that last game? Because you know it's going six or seven. Like it's just one hundred percent. I I just want to hit on this one more time before we get out of here. I just find this so exciting. Like I I really do. Like, yes, we could end up in the same exact place that we've been in the last five seasons, but to just see Kyle Dubas say, screw this and push all his chips in the middle. Like you said, that Anthopolis 2015, like, that's what this is. Like, he's just like, we're, we're going for it and we're going to win. And listen, I'm, I'm a realistic Leaf fan where if they get past the first round and then lose in the second round, I'll be fine. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh man, that was a wasted opportunity. Just get, just win the damn round. Just win anyone, the round.
0: Anyone who has the take of two, like more than one round isn't enough, just picture, just try to put yourself in the moment of them winning that round. Like it's going to be the greatest feeling of all time. I know it's embarrassing. Yep. I know anti-leafers could just rip me for that i really don't give a shit they if they went around just think about how good that's gonna feel it's gonna be the greatest feeling ever you're gonna have tears in your eyes they they went one round like (laughs) that's that's the bar
1: here like that's it's kind of sad but that that's literally the bar that is 100 the bar so we're gonna try this again we're gonna sign off i am heading out later this week to uh, mexico for a wedding I am bringing some equipment with me should Ryan and I need to jump on and do an emergency pod to discuss moving Alex Kerfoot out the door to clear some salary for the new additions and the returning Matt Murray. But I don't think he's done. I don't think they're going out and getting a major player. I think he's done in terms of like roster players that he's acquired, but I could see them being in on one more deal just to move some salary out the door. That's my prediction.
0: Yeah, this, this trade today really surprised me.
1: Yeah. It really I, surprised me. I was uploading. Anyone who's ever uploaded a video to YouTube knows what kind of ordeal it is. And we were right there. It was like 98%. And I have um, Twitter notifications on for Leafs PR. So I'm sitting there and I'm like writing out the description. I'm getting the thumbnail ready. And then um, my phone dings and I look down on it and I'm like, oh, guess this is garbage.
0: Yeah. 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 That was, and we were, we were speculating. We were, some some of those, some of those takes wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't say takes actually. Some of those just conversations we had wouldn't have aged very well. No, we had a full
1: on conversation about bringing in a depth forward and depth defenseman. And then they brought in a depth forward and depth defenseman.
0: Well, I just thought after the O'Reilly trade, like they just weren't going to, like, you've heard McCabe's name, but like, honestly, it's just because you don't really know much. Like, I don't know much about him. So, Maybe that's why I wasn't so so excited, but it, yeah, I it really surprised me.
1: Yep. So if you don't want to miss any of the content we'll have coming up as the Leafs continue to move closer to the trade deadline, hit that like and subscribe button below. What else should they do, Ryan?
0: Spread the word. Tell your friends.
1: We really, really appreciate it. We will see you guys next time.
0: This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me. On Twitter, at Charles Antler. And subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, let's go to the Blue
1: Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel.
0: The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares.